Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is a podcast where we cover everything Dungeons and Dragons from jaunty juggernauts to jealous genies. And today we're talking about the jackalware. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Will. <laughs> is it Halloween? It's not Halloween. It's two creepy weeks in a row. Is it two creepy? What was last week? Last week uh, was Rakshasas. Yeah, I don't know if I consider them like Halloween-y, though. I mean, they can be like... They are evil. They are evil. It's true. They're but not so spooky. Is, they're not spooky. Yes. Right. A jackalware are, sounds spooky. Um, kind of. But I think werewolves are more spooky than these guys. Let's just get into well, it. Well, I don't know what a jackalware is. Yeah, just I'm about to tell spooky. you. I'm about to tell you. So... Jackalwares are an interesting monster in D&D, and for all I can tell, technically a D&D original. Okay. I doubt the game is actually the origin of the idea of a half-man, half-jackal, but the closest thing that I can approximate to the mythological origin of the jackalware is the ancient Egyptian god of death, Anubis. Okay. Anubis was commonly depicted as having the body of a man and the head of a jackal. Uh, there's pretty much no other similarity between the ancient Egyptian god of death and the D&D monster, but there we go. So a jackal is a real animal? Yes, a jackal is a real animal. Okay. They live in Africa. Uh, I'm look at what a jackal is. Yes, they're a type of... You've never seen a jackal before? I'm sure I have, because oh, okay. I can picture it like Anubis in my head. Okay. Just, okay, that's yeah. what I was thinking. It's just it's a dog like, with some... Yeah, like, it's a, a little big, bit longer than average ears, yeah. I would say. It's a, it. Yeah, it's a tall, wild dog, if you will. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so, jackalwares in D&D are a type of animalistic shape changers known as Anthurions. So, Anthurions are essentially the opposite of lycanthropes in that their base original form is that of an animal. And from there, they can transform into either a humanoid or a hybrid. Okay. So, the lycanthropes so, are humanoids that can then go animal. In the light of the full moon, they go to McDonald's. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it has, and it has nothing to do with the moon, damn it. Okay. So, furthermore, Anthurions cannot pass their forms on via biting like a lycanthrope can, and instead must breed like any other animal to procreate. It is also said that Anthurions and lycanthropes despise each other. Okay. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's just a thing. There's a rivalry going on. <laughs> All right. Know. 
So as their name would imply, jaguars are essentially jackals able to assume the form of a human. They are known to be treacherous and savage creatures that prey on any unsuspecting humanoids that they can ambush. They haunt roads and trails, waylaying and murdering those they meet. And when they are alone or simply outnumbered, they instead assume pleasing disguises, lull their foes to sleep, and feast upon their freshly killed corpses. Okay, so they just they lull them to sleep, kill them, and then eat them. Yes, exactly. Okay, not like you just go to sleep and they go <laughs> no, to town. No, you did. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I think it goes without saying, but jackalwars are generally chaotic evil in nature. All right. Sounds cool. Yeah. They're just terrorizing your, your yeah. country trail. Exactly. All right. So, a jackalwar has three physical forms that it shifts between. In a jackalwar's true form, they're indistinguishable from a regular jackal standing roughly three feet tall. When disguised as a normal humanoid, they're usually somewhat gaunt and a... Affect a wretched demeanor to beg goodwill from strangers. So they usually look like homeless or crazy and or emaciated. They look like down on their luck or going through a hard time. Is needy. Like the form, yeah, needy, if you okay. will. But otherwise are indistinguishable from normal members of the human species they are mimicking. And yes, they can mimic any humanoid they wish. Okay, so uh, like this dude with like a like, you know. I don't want to like how like he looks like he's got a sword scar through his face or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, please, weary traveler, I need a Big Mac <laughs> during the light of the full moon. Yeah, very specifically. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I guess you could go that direction. I'm not going to stop you. Um, that being said, uh, another difference between lycanthropes and Therians is that their human forms are not strictly fixed and can actually be changed as they desire once they return to their animal forms. So like I said, they can become whatever they want. But once they once they shift to a humanoid form, they're stuck in that form. They have to go back in order to turn into something else they want to. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Is that like an on and off thing? I'm sorry. Did what? you did you tell me that? Like can they just switch that on and off? Or yes. is that yes. okay, cool. So they gotta it's at will. they've gotta be like, okay, I'm gonna be this old dude and mm-hmm. then they gotta turn back into the jackal wear. Or the no, jackal, jackal. Yeah. just the jackal. Yeah. So the, the wear part—they're not like mixed up like Anubis. They're either a jackal or a person, basically. Well, no, they have a hybrid form, which I'm about to go oh, over okay, in a second cool. here. Okay. Um, when donning their hybrid form, <laughs> 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 they are fearsome monsters with a coat of fur and a jackal's head, but a bipedal humanoidish figure. In both human and hybrid forms, uh, they normally stand approximately six feet tall. Uh, the true form of a jackal wear. Uh, which is their animal jackal form is always revealed upon its death. So you kill this dude and he turns into a jackal. It's like, what the fuck? Ah, damn. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Any questions so far before we dive into the origins? Uh, I like, I'm already, I already really like this monster because it's it's a great way to like, one of the issues going on in your campaign realm could be like, uh, these almost like, because I take it if they're doing this type of thing, they're not like super powerful. This isn't like an extremely powerful creature. Like a challenge rating half. Oh, okay. So yeah, this could this could be something that's more like um better at keeping a town isolated. Like if you want to kind of hurt the world economy, mm-hmm. start rumors about jackalwares on the road. Sure. That way only stronger merchants can go out and et cetera. I like guess you, so. That's you a could, that's a pretty wicked like mega corporate like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh plot. Oh, like, evil, evil merchant was what like I was thinking. Like fantasy Walmart, like you know, spread rumors <laughs> of jackalware so that you know fantasy mom and pop Walmart shop can't can't survive. Can you tell where my brain is as an American right now <laughs> in this culture? So, but yeah, that, that's a cool thing to do. Like, not it's not so powerful. There could actually be one out there. Yeah, but it's a great way. It's like a tool. Other merchants. I could see go. it being a tool, but to be fair, in a lot of D and D campaigns, like there's way worse shit than jackalwares out there on the road. Yeah, but. But even yeah. a jackalware can is a be, threat. It can, it be can be to a rumor. normal average person. It's when you're true. when you're a fucking heavy armored 
donning paladin yeah. walking through the I, I like streets. the idea of the jackal wear being used as like a a low level side mission where it's like you know you roll into the town you're looking for work you know you get hired to do whatever for whatever local rich merchant but you also like when you're looking around for rumors you hear like hey people have been disappearing over on the the south king's road or whatever and it's just like a a, a byline like it's 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 just it's um it's a passing statement that you don't even give a second thought about, but later on in the campaign, you're on the south road and you get attacked by a jackalware, and a player is paying attention and be like, oh yeah, we got that rumor, see, it was a jackalware the whole time. Yeah, that's connected. cool. Or yeah. like players that follow those threads. Yeah, exactly. Know, Which I am that t- kind of player, so for me, that really tickles my fancy. Time but. to side quest. Indeed. So, as with most most things D&D, the origins of jackalwares is not cohesive across editions. I mean, what is? At this point, what is cohesive across editions? I Nothing. Don't know. Yeah. So, previous to 4th edition, jackalwares were generally agreed to have been the result of magical tampering by a powerful trickster entity, but little else is fleshed out beyond the statement. 4E presents an origin that dates back to the Dawn War, when all lands were ravaged and the war between the gods and the primordials shook the world. Primal humanoid tribes were hard-pressed to survive um, during this time, so they fought fiercely with the predators for control of their scattered herds that you know, all managed to eke out an existence. In one fierce series of battles, a tribe of ancient humans fought and destroyed a great nation of primal jackals, cunning creatures that had the intelligence exceeding that of normal beasts. Alone and destitute, the few surviving jackals howled their fear and fury to the heavens, never suspecting that the primal spirit called the Dark Sister would hear their cries. She gave the jackals her gifts of deception, roguery, and power, and they became jackal wares. Fifth edition presents an origin of demonic nature, stating that jackalwares are ordinary jackals tainted by demonic power. The demon lord Grazit created jackalwares to serve his devoted servant Salamias, who are essentially chaotic evil lion centaurs who will get their own episode one day. Okay. Um, Reaching out from the abyss, he bestowed jackals with the gift of speech and the ability to assume humanoid forms. So we got a few origins of choice, you know, know, take a pick. This is uh, is, uh, deities, deity-like creatures uh, on the lookout for something to deity over. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of, I don't want to say it because it's kind of spoilers. Spoilers for the Netflix movie, The Ritual. Okay. What you said right now pertains to that movie you should watch that movie it's a good horror flick and it, it touches on this idea of like old gods anyway like moving on we're back yeah <laughs> jaguars <laughs> live lives of deceit and of slaughtery indeed it is said that they were in fact born to lie and perceptive creatures might notice that they wince in pain whenever speaking the truth oh now <laughs> now i find this both it's a pretty cool flavor but it's also fucking hilarious because in a like in a practical sense so like how do they talk to each other about anything like you know what i mean if they can't tell the truth how do they like just have casual discussions about the things going on in they life? have to speak in like bad riddles yeah do they have to like say the opposite of what they actually mean all the time in order to like avoid saying the truth you know what, uh, what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, I don't want to get a drink of water exactly, right now. Exactly. Oh, but dude, then, me neither. But you it, know, there's a river uh, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, at, but at what point does speaking like that become an agreed upon communication known as a language? And then, like, speaking that way begins to hurt because you're telling the truth because, like, everyone ag- has agreed on this type of communication. Maybe they're all just too fucking cool for everything. Like, oh, yeah. Kind of on the same. Maybe, yeah. Like, maybe they just don't talk to each other at all. Well, it's probably it's probably sparse like mm-hmm. communication between these creatures, uh, but it's true. it's like like ugh, I would really uh, ice cream cones are stupid. Like yeah, <laughs> I hate them too. We should get one just to like make fun of it. Like yeah, let's go dunk on some ice cream. <laughs> so they just like and they're uh, eating ice cream like this hipsters. sucks. This sucks shit. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> 
Like I said, it's cool flavor, but when you think about it practically, it doesn't make sense. I can talk to you like a jackalware for the rest please, of the episode. Please don't. Regardless, <laughs> jackalwares are mostly pack creatures that prefer to live alongside both regular jackals and others of their kind. Under the direction of jackalwares, jackals are fierce and loyal companions. Feral jackalwares spend most of their lives hunting and killing any humans and demi-humans they come across. They roam the world in either the jack- their jackal or human form, seeking humanoids to kill, eat, and rob. While in their jackal forms, jackal wars are bolder and more aggressive than regular jackals. So that's like your key hint. Like this jackal's bold and mean-er than the others. Okay. Yeah. Um, I finished. This is like way. I'm gonna go on a tangent and loop back around to jackal wars. Okay. Uh, I finished Naruto. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It finally happened. Yeah, it finally happened. Uh, I mainly finished. Are you starting it. Boruto now? No. 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 <laughs> I was gonna say f fuck no, but. Uh, <laughs> It actually doesn't look that bad. It looks pretty good. I haven't heard bad things about it. Have you? I'm starting to see things I don't like because oh. I've been reading the the Instagram snippets of recent manga releases. You know what mm, I mean? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's it's um it's weird, man. Spoilers for the end of Naruto. Uh, it's just aliens the whole time. Is that what it's? Pretty much. That's not true. It's like the or. I don't want to say it out loud, bro. It's aliens. Is is it really? I mean, is it, she's from the moon. Yeah, but like. Isn't no, she like the, uh, I don't know if she's the from or, the moon. She's the originator of all humankind, though. Like, no. Because uh-huh. it, co- it goes to her children. And False. Then, no? Uh, were humans she, there the whole time? They were there the whole time. But they gave humans chakra. Is that it? She gave the human. That's uh, pretty much that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sort of. I guess this you could super say it's condensed aliens. and wrong. Yeah. But you, you've got the main. Yeah. You've got, you got sort of the gist. It's, okay. It was aliens, bro. It's all um, vague. Anyways, back to the oh, Damn, now I don't know if I can make it, if I can complete the loop because I went, I tangented it too hard. What okay. were we talking about? Um, making regular jackals really mean. Let's just go back to the Okay. Funny. The outward displays of helplessness often seen in their human forms are ruses intended to lower their victim's guard. They also use their human forms to throw off suspicion when their attacks on frontier settlements and JK Rents are noticed. Do you remember? I remember the thing. Do you remember the thing. Go ahead. Uh, there was this dude that would chill by a bridge that was busted in naruto in naruto and travelers would come up and he'd rob them if they were like alone Uh or whatever and that's what he did he's Mm -hmm. like i live by this broken bridge Mm -hmm. uh that would be great for the jackal yeah (laughs) yes you look around there's a dog time to go back all of a sudden you're getting killed by a big tall dog face dude exactly yeah no that would be great and it's just like it's you think that homeless dude by the bridge is just a homeless dude, but no, he's a jackal. Thanks, Naruto, for disrupting the podcast very heavily and it, then making my point relevant. Ain't nothing new. Adventure- <laughs> <laughs> Adventurers who are called to investigate a massacre at a wayside inn or the destruction of a small farming community might encounter another party of humans already searching for the killers. Uh, some uh, of these groups have even gone as far as accepting uh, the offer of assistance from these groups only to have the group's members transform and tear out the adventurers throats in, in the night. Nice. So they cover their own trails by pretending to be the people hunting themselves. Okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the jaguars created by Grazit still tend to serve his lamias. Uh, they kidnap humanoids for their lamia masters, condemning victims to a lifetime of slavery or agonizing death. Jaguars only ever work under humanoids if they are both completely morally bankrupt and allow them to an opportunity to spread even more carnage than they normally would you know be able to on their own. Oh wow! So yeah. like a corrupt person could yeah. like employ a jackalware. Yeah, like a crime lord or some sort of like the corrupt, m- very rich merchant that wants to use exactly. it to spread rumors yes. about the town. And they're hiring jackalwares and giving them the means to like go out and kill even more people. Yeah, kill everybody, bro. Here's a dime. Yeah, believe my caravans alone. 
in the event where jackalwords have to travel in human form and are civilized enough to do so, um, they're known to hire mercenary forces consisting of races that they find unappetizing in order to avoid revealing the true nature and eating them. Oh. So, like, excuse me, tough-skinned half-orcs, goliaths, and metallic warforged are among these races. <laughs> I, try, I just keep trying to eat this metal man and it's not working. It's not working. So <laughs> I, I now can resist my urge to eat people and travel from this town to that town so I can eat these other people because I'm tired of eating people from this town. I have to wait for a, a like, traveling Where's the ha- tackle getting? I guess he's robbing. He's getting this money from, from the people that he eats. Yeah, they've so, got wallets on them and now and, they're his wallets. Yeah, it's like, oh, I finally have enough money to hire a team of people I can't eat to get to the next town. That's your first sign. When a dude starts pulling out multiple wallets, that's your first <laughs> sign. That is your first sign. Uh, let's take a short rest. Okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super Super Quest Quest Saga, Saga. a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast from Brood and Dungeon Mastered by yours truly, me, and Set in Space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga!
returned. We're back. Indeed. We've returned. Let's talk about jackalware mating. More. More jackalwares. <laughs> okay. How so, do they bone, William? Yeah, in order to mate, jackalwares have to do so in their natural jackal forms, with the result generally being a litter of one to four jackal pups produced by the female jackalware within about five months. Although they can breed with mundane jackals, the offspring of the pairing will always be mundane jackals, albeit ones with noticeably increased aggression. Okay. So only when two jackalwares breed will the result always be a young jackalware. Jackalware young are indistinguishable from from normal jackalware jackalware pups, but generally at an especially quick, but generally growing at a generally at an especially quick pace. Um, they age at a rate roughly triple to that of humans. So with a three year old jackalware appearing like a nine year old human child. Okay, cool. After becoming uh, two years old, jackalware pups are no longer locked into their jackal form and can assume the hybrid state. And at three years old, the jackalware forms uh, appear to be capable of assuming human shapes. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So they got they have to like meditate for the first years of life to achieve nah, this form. I don't know about meditation. Is but it like, just like they're genetic, they grow up and then yeah. they're able to like, okay, now I can yeah. now I can do a good change. Right. Exactly. It's like pe- babies learning to walk. Like there has to be a certain point in time where they're functionally capable of doing it. For sure. Yeah. Makes sense. So without a weapon, jaguars are reliant on the rending power of their bestial maws as their claws are not actually sharp or strong enough to be used effectively as weapons. Okay, like a like a jackal. Yeah, or like any dog, really. Right. Like the fact that lycanthropes have sharp claws is weird. But anyways. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. Ooh. <laughs> so getting this close and personal with armed and armored foes is rarely a problem for jackalware as they are completely immune to damage done by weapons without magical or silver properties. Now, this is interesting. They are immune to all weapons that are either not magical or not silver. So you have to... What does that look like when you try to stab a jackalware with a sharp thing that's I think not magical? it goes through them... It, pulls out and then they're healed like it heals up right so after. you could put a chunk in one but it'll it, you just pull it out and it's like nothing happened yeah that's exactly okay that's how i picture it anyways how oh, would you man. picture it i don't know i was thinking like if you want to be a gory like uh creepy dungeon master yeah. you can make the blood come out and it like i don't know smiles yeah. and pulls the blade I mean, out or you whatever. could also just like if it's not magical <clears throat> or blessed like you go to stab and it just like hits and it doesn't do anything i think i think it would be cool if it like noticeably damaged your weapon to hit like that, a jackal yeah, or with sure. it. Or, uh, or, tur- or just turn it into bludgeoning damage? Because what happens if you hit something? No, really they're immune to bludgeoning damage, too. So it's just like a fucking force field. You mm-hmm. get to be a, like a magical force field? I guess so. I don't know. Their skin is just magically impervious. I don't know. Uh, who's the superhero that does that? Um, got the good skin. I don't know. There's a lot of them. The I can't iron, think of any of them right uh, now. The one from uh, Jessica Jones. She hooks up with that dude. Oh, uh, Luke Cage. Luke yeah, Cage. very much like Luke it's Cage. like Luke Cage. Yeah, absolutely. So these dudes are just Luke Cages running around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luke Cage isn't like the people. So is it? it's much easier to find. <laughs> I don't think Luke Cage is eating anybody. No. Uh, so, so if you have, if you're talking about procuring weapons to fight a jackalware, so mm-hmm. you're prepping for this fight, yes. much easier to get silvered than magical? Probably, but still expensive. Still expensive because yeah. you have to bring the silver to have it be... There's a rule for that, right? Like, you can bring them silver coins uh, such an amount they can melt it down and make a silvered weapon? Maybe. or I don't know. Okay. I would just have them pay for it. Just buy it. There's yeah. somebody with yeah. silvered weapons yeah. in the town. Or if they, if you want to do it the coin way, too, I would just probably just make it up on the spot. 
That's cool. But okay. That's just how I generally do things. It's just, I just keep thinking about it. It'd be really hard to leave town if it's hard to get these types of weapons in town and there's a jackalware out there. Yep. Yeah, that's which is why jackalwares are known for like uh, terrorizing like really rural areas. Right. Areas that have less access to the things that they would need to fight them off. Yeah, like a farm village. Yeah, which probably doesn't have a lot of silver in the farm. Yeah. In the, in the village. They too. buy their they have to buy their silver from outside source. Mm-hmm. And they're probably using everything, like paying for everything else in like copper coins. You know what I mean? Damn, the town has to come much. together yeah. with a merchant that rolls through for silver. Yeah. Damn, see, it's an evil merchant, dude. He's just like in there to sell silver weapons. Damn fantasy Walmart. God damn it. So another deadly ability possessed by jackalwares is their magical gaze. A jackalwares magical gaze renders a foe completely unconscious, allowing the monster to bind a creature or drag it away. Damn. A jackalware might use might also use its gaze to incapacitate a deadly enemy long enough to make good its escape. Um, the gaze of a jackalware is magical regardless of its form, so um, it can do this whether it's a jackal, a hybrid, or even a human. Okay. Yeah. Um, still, the, this power... Um, it tends to be used sparingly as it possesses numerous crippling limitations. Uh, their slumber-inducing stare is said to only work on those in a state of calm, uh, meaning that those the jackalwares have frightened, excited, or provoked will be too mentally stirred to be put to sleep. Okay. Um, I did check this in the stat block, and it's not reflected. So in the 5e stat block, um, he, the jackalware can still do the gaze, without, even though it's in a fight. Okay. Does that make so, sense? Which like canonically, like in the stories that are written about jackalwares, like if they've if a fight has started, they can't use the gaze anymore because they can't just put their do their enemy to sleep. Yeah, or if they jump scared a bunch of people mm-hmm, or that. <laughs> so, but in the stat block, it just functions the way you would think it would, where it's like it can do the gaze. You have to make a saving throw and all that other stuff. Okay, I think it'd be cool for it to jump out and. Uh, Sleep stare one person, and then everyone else gets jump scared. Uh, that was one person. That would be cool. cautious. Yeah, that'd be super dope. Yeah. <laughs> now that's all I have on Jackalwares because there wasn't a lot written about them in any of the editions. But before we get into the five E stat block for them, I wanted to talk about a monster from third edition that I found while doing the research for this monster. Okay. And it seems like it would be real. It it, it seems like it should be, but oddly is not uh, related to the Jackalware. This being is called the Jackal Lord. <laughs> Okay, okay. These, the Lord of Jackalwares. Yeah, these... Got get, it. They should be, but they're not. They're not. That's my point. It's like, they should be related to Jackalwares, but they're not. They're just self-proclaimed not dog people. Well, they are dog people, but they're not Jackalwares. So okay. anyways, these guys sound like a bizarre um, blend of Jackalwares and Rakshasas, which make them very topical considering our last episode. Yes. So Jackal Lords are mysterious creatures that serve and or are created by dark and sinister gods. They are notorious for undermining legitimate organizations, governments, and religious groups on the material plane and replacing them with their own puppets. They are masters of subterfuge, terrorism, blackmail, and bribery. Um, they're vain and gluttonous. Jackal Lords surround themselves with rich furnishings, slaves, and the finest food. Very much like rock This is a too. fucking copy paste yeah, of rock right? They crave to possess what others have and are cruel in the extreme towards those that displease them. A jackal lord is a sinister-looking creature resembling a slender and wiry humanoid with the black head of a jackal. Jackal lords commonly wear fine clothing, armor, and jewelry, styling themselves as regal beings that deserve worship. Preferring to work in the shadows, jackal lords use intimidation, bribes, and boons to gather followers to worship their gods and do their bidding. 
Most start out in isolated backwater communities where they can flaunt their power with impunity, sponsoring bandits and highwaymen to finance their organizations. Uh, some juggle lords set up bases in large cities where they either pose as respected elders and businessmen of the community or live underground and pull strings through a maze of fronts. Jackal lords speak common and infernal. They can also converse with any sort of canine, including jackals, dogs, and wolves. Okay. So these guys can also transform into regular-looking jackals, but not into pure humanoid forms. Dog so they can only be <laughs> They can only be jackal or jackal man, but they can't just be man. Okay, uh, so that's the that's the one big difference here. That's and, one of the big differences. Well, we're aside from all about, the rock Sasha stuff. Yeah, and, well, and that's so we're talking about we're about to talk about the biggest difference. So, okay. Um, jackal lords also have a gaze attack. Okay. This gaze attack is called Curse of the Jackal. Okay. I'm just gonna go ahead and read this from the 3.0 book uh, verbatim. Not even 3.5 Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. No, this is 3.0. Yeah. Once per day, a jackal lord can make a gaze attack against a single opponent within 30 feet. If the target fails a will saving throw, I think that would be like a wisdom one in 5e, it is transformed into a jackal. It's not where you have to like run in and help them because your name is Will. Oh my god, no. <laughs> so this gaze turns people into jackals. Uh-huh. The effect is as polymorph other, the polymorph other spell, but with a permanent duration. Damn. A jackal lord can reverse this effect by gazing upon an individual that was cursed by itself or by some other jackal lord, but doing so cancels his use of the ability for that day. Otherwise, only a limited wish miracle or wish spell can restore that victim. So don't get stared at by a jackal lord because you're fucked for life. All right, because does it wish, mean- miracle, and wish spell uh, spells are high level. High level. Yeah. So you you. Does it have to make eye contact, like Medusa sort of deal? Just says a gaze attack against a single opponent within 30 feet. Just got to look at you. Just got to look at you. And you will, if, I don't know if DC 20 is high or not. I've never really played much of 3.0, but it sounds high. It's probably high. <laughs> it sounds pretty if, high. If when you go to fight it, one of you is getting turned into a fucking. And then you're just that way until you can talk to someone very powerful to undo it or convince another jackal lord to undo it. Like it's just permanent. There's no, there's nothing to save you. You have to convince the 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 other jackal lord vying for the territory to yeah. like send you to kill the other jackal exactly. lord. When you go back, he can unturn you and you can kill him. And it's used the one a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with, I'm indeed, with this. Indeed, that's a weird. This took a weird turn down like a very, very dark, powerful road. Yeah, no, <laughs> these jackal lords are bizarre. So uh, one, I got one last paragraph to read. There is a fierce and wicked rivalry between jackal lords, just like. Each considers the other to be the biggest threat to his existence, just like Rakshasa's. Mm-hmm. Many of the Jackal Lord's Machiavellian schemes are designed to bring down a rival lord or absorb its ter- territory, just like Rakshasa's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On extremely rare occasions, two or more Jackal Lords will reconcile their differences and work together f- towards a common goal. Usually this goal involves establishing a powerful temple dedicated to their deity or banding together for an attack on a good aligned brute. These coalitions rarely last for longer than necessary, breaking down into backstabbing and betrayal as soon as the task is complete. Now that is where they differ from Rakshasas, because Rakshasas are strictly self-serving. Jackal Lords are very subservient to whatever dark deity that they, they serve. Okay. So that's, that, that is one difference there. But yeah, it's just, I was looking for more and more Jackal War stuff, and I stumbled upon these guys. I was like, well, there's no opportunity for me to talk about this creature from this one edition than here and now, so let's do it. Now, yeah. let's, now let's get back to the Jackal War stat block. It's okay. Your, it's your turn to talk. 
I like the the jackal wears. That was weird, dude. Yeah, I'm not gonna they, lie. They're strange. <laughs> uh, okay, so jackal wears. They are medium humanoids, shape changers that are chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. Their armor class is twelve. Their mm-hmm. HP is eighteen. Their speed is forty feet. Pretty low level. Pretty low level. Strength eleven. Dex fifteen. Con eleven. Intelligence thirteen. Wisdom eleven. Charisma ten. Their skills are deception plus four, perception plus two, and stealth plus four. Everything you need to sneak up on some randos, pretty mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. Damage immunities. And this is where the creature gets really, like, these stats are not very bulky, but here's where we hit a wall. Yeah. Is bludgeoning, you're immune to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical attacks, not made with silvered weapons. Mm. Uh, so passive perception is 12. It can speak common and uh, can't speak when it is in the jackal form. Mm-hmm. So if it's a dog, mm-hmm. it can't talk to you. Yeah. Presumably, it could speak to dogs. Presumably. Yeah. As a dog. Yeah. Maybe not as a person. Maybe. Yeah, they're not Maybe. jackal lords. They're not, ja- <laughs> not jackal lord. Uh, this is a challenge rating half. Uh, so shape changer is an ability. The jackal wearer can use its action to polymorph into a specific medium human or jackal humanoid hybrid or back into its true form which is that of a small jackal. Mm-hmm. Uh, small being its size category. Yes. Other than its size, its statistics are the same in each form, and any equipment it is wearing or carrying isn't transformed. It reverts to its uh, true form when it dies. Uh, next ability is keen hearing and smell. The jackalware has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. And then pack tactics, a very good ability that makes monsters much more threatening at low levels. The jackalware has advantage on an attack roll against a creature if it is at least one of the jackalware's allies. Uh, if at least one of the jackalware's allies is within five feet of the creature mm. and the ally isn't incapacitated. Mm. So two of these bad boys roll up on you, all of a sudden they're doing advantage without flank. So uh, actions are bite. Jackal or hybrid form only. <laughs> Why can't you bite as a person? I mean, it just won't do as much it, damage. It'll do one damage. It'll do one plus your strength mod yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Okay, so melee weapon. <laughs> you gotta work out that jaw. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a plus four jaw, that's fucking impressive. You're strong. <laughs> uh, like a half work would have a plus, and a, like Dragonborns, they got plus four jaws. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, so melee weapon attack is plus four to hit, uh, reach five feet, uh, one target hit is four damage, piercing damage. Yeah, low damage. That's why they got to put you to sleep to kill you, because they're just they're real bad at it. <laughs> they got to bite you slowly to death. Uh, uh, human or hybrid form only can use a scimitar, so things with hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, melee <laughs> weapon attack, plus four to hit, five foot reach, one target, and the hit is five slashing damage, one more than the jaw. A sword or a jaw, okay, yeah, yeah. Sleep gaze. This is the one we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. The jackalware gazes at one creature it can see within 30 feet of it. The target must make a DC 10 wisdom saving throw, fairly low. On a failed save, the target succumbs to a magical slumber, uh, falling unconscious for 10 minutes or until someone uses an action to shake the target awake. <laughs> Get up! <laughs> a creature that successfully saves against the effect is immune to this jackalware's gaze for the next 24 hours. Undead and creatures immune to being charmed aren't affected by it. So your necromancer should be real cool taking mm-hmm. this guy down. Mm-hmm. So this is just an action. This can this, yeah, this it's thing just something can just they can do. Is do it this rechargeable? Once every six seconds. Oh, they can just do it every turn. That's. I think that the challenge rating isn't quite like adjusted correctly for these creatures. I don't know because like this is really hard to do in a in a combat scenario against yeah. like four. Yeah, you know, but you put one guy, asleep, and then if you let's say you put one asleep, let's uh-huh. just say the dice fall well for this jackal. Sure, high initiative. 
puts one to sleep. The other three roll in. For some reason, they all three miss. Or they don't have silvered weapons and they haven't figured that shit out yet. See, that's Then you put a second get. one to sleep. They realize they're like they're up shit creek. Yeah, this is a very bad now situation. Now they're running and trying to wake up their fools, but like he puts another one to sleep. And like next thing you know, like all the parties asleep and they're all dead and you TPK. Or like Or what if there's more than one jackalware? Well, if there's more than one jackalware, I can see this start to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, especially if you get like jumped. Yeah. Uh but otherwise I think you could have a fair chance of running away, depending on where you yeah, are. Yeah, true, true. But I just think that they maybe should be a challenge rating one instead of half. Yeah, maybe, because yeah. like you're forced to run away. Yeah. If and you don't have you, the tools they to have fix this. Very specific problem. tools to to fix the problem. Yeah. Exactly. So. so you're gonna be forced maybe you try to leave town. Yeah. Merchant man don't want you leaving town. Right. You fight the jackalware. Mm-hmm. Cannot kill the jackalware. Yep. Uh Big Todd is asleep. Big Todd, no. Wake up, Big Todd. Please, please Big He does Todd. wake up, but then Big Todd falls asleep again because yeah. his wisdom's so fucking low. Yeah. God damn it, Todd. What is he? What, what is... Uh, uh, low wisdom? Classically low wisdom uh, classically, uh, characters. What is a classically low wisdom? Um, I was thinking like a fighter, probably. Like, not um, that's not specific to like a race. Like racial creature with low wisdom. No, not elves. Not elves. Um, not barbarians. No. Like who in the party is susceptible to this? Probably like a wizard or a uh, I think a or rogue. A bard or I a think rogue. a rogue because a rogue is usually pumping decks. You still got to keep your con up a little bit, mm-hmm. and charisma is usually the next one. Right. So and wisdom's so probably at least middle and, of the road. Exactly. So I think rogues are very susceptible to jackalwares, <laughs> generally speaking. Your rogue is down. You can't steal anything. Yeah. And now you're getting. And you hit. lost all that sneak attack damage. Now you're getting hit with some bites and some mm-hmm. scimitars. Yeah. Okay, this is weird. So, any any questions about the Jackalwar before we get ready for a long rest? This seems like a cool tool to yeah. use as a dungeon master. Yeah, I think they're um, fun. And I used one on you guys in the Vault Raiders, and that was fun. And I used it just like that. You know, please let me out of this cage. That's and then you right. Didn't that want thing to, was a But then you did, and then he attacked you. I got sad for the dog. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was a sad dog. Oh, yeah, it was disguised as a, as a, a sad, sad dog, dog, not a sad person. Right. Yeah, pulled out your heartstrings. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get ready for our long rest. Cool. Um, my slippies look like little dogs, uh, but only up at the front and the back, the, the back, it like cohesively like transitions like gradient style into my foot. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, it is. Just like a jackalware. Yes, very much so. Wouldn't it be weird if a jackalware could do like half its body vertically, you know? So like its so, right side was the dog and the left side was the person. Yeah. So it's like a hemiplegic. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yucky. Yeah. Um, we have merch for sale. We do. Check out the link below, especially if you're on YouTube. There should be a panel that like, yeah, previews all the little shirts there and stuff. There is. There is. Uh, teespring.com slash the dungeon cast, I believe. Teespring.com slash the dungeon cast. Indeed. And the link is below. And yeah, we have t shirts. Uh, I believe we have mugs. Um, we can get jackets and tank tops. We can get pretty much anything. I guess got to go in there, like make items available. But there's like seven or eight, even maybe more than that, designs that are either. Dungeon Cast or Super Quest Saga related. And yeah, it helps support the show. Buy some merch. Yeah, um, I was thinking about, get, you know, as we commission art, we'll always uh, use it for merch. Yeah, indeed. yeah, because it's super fucking cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, teespring.com slash Dungeon Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great way to support us. Uh, another great way is telling people about the show. Indeed. Uh, reaching out to us and telling your friends about us over social mm-hmm. media. Will's at the Dungeon Cast 
at the Dungeon Cast on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at the Dungeon Cast. And uh, also, like, a very direct way to help us is going on Patreon and pitching oh, yeah. to us there. But I, we also have donation links set up on our SoundCloud pages if you guys, yeah, are, like, if you guys are interested in that. Yeah, if you're not interested in a monthly subscription but you still want to donate to the show, you can do so directly. It kind of just goes into, like, a PayPal I think we have set up. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. So if yeah. you guys are looking to support the show, that's how you can do it. But yeah. the best way you can support the show is by telling your friends about mm-hmm. it. Look around. What do you see? <laughs> Are they people? Tell yeah. them about the Dungeon Indeed. Cast. Or or spread the word on social media. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. uh, Or uh, leave a review on iTunes. That also helps us. Leaving a review on iTunes has been like so surprisingly helpful in the in the long term of the show. Yeah. Because um, it spreads the word on iTunes and then people click and then they see and then they listen and they like and they stay. It's like iTunes invented like hosting podcasts or something. <laughs> it's like they command some sort of pull. Yeah, yeah if if you want to be a uh, a patron of our our kind and lovely Dungeon Cast, uh, these are all the ways you can do so. Mm-hmm. But leaving that iTunes review, man, is very unsuspectingly good for us. It is. It um. Is. So yeah, thanks everybody who has done that. It's been really cool. They're they're great to read. Honestly, mm-hmm. they are to go in there and like I think Super Quest Saga has like a five star. Five out of five stars oh, on yeah? iTunes. Oh, yeah, so we got a perfect rating. And then we've got like a 4.8 or 9. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty good in there. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to go shit on us, now's the time. Or don't. <laughs> Please don't do that. That'd be bad. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's fine, though. If uh, Go go leave a review. It, it would be very helpful. Indeed. Um, uh, we, we listen to the things that you say. We do. So, we try to. Yeah. Uh, Podbean comments. I go read those. Oh, do you know? Yeah, there's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we can call it a game. Let's call it a game. Thanks, guys. guys. Bye. The Dungeon Cast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.